Welcome to our weekly podcast from Cultivate Connection. Most people are stressed and struggle to find time to connect with God. We've created this Bible-based meditation podcast, teaching you the skills to carve out space, experience peace, and grow your relationship with God. If this is your first time joining us, I want to welcome you and encourage you to find yourself in a comfortable seated position away from distraction for the next 30 minutes. As we begin, I encourage you to focus on your breath. Start to become aware of the inhale and the exhale, allowing yourself to come present in this moment. Taking a moment to just check in, scan the body. How are you feeling? Where are you at today? Allowing yourself to come just as you are. We want to take this space to connect with the Holy Spirit. Meditating upon scripture and hearing his voice through his word. I encourage you to begin to lengthen out the breath, feeling the effects on the body, on the mind, on your heart as you begin to lengthen out the breath here. Drawing that breath into the deeper spaces of the lungs and finding that exhale, that release, that letting go. As you continue with this slow, lengthened breath, I'm going to open us in prayer today. God, I thank you. I thank you for your faithfulness. That you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, God, that you're consistent, that you are true, that you are who you say you are. And therefore, you are trustworthy. God, today I pray for each one listening. That they would have open hearts to receive what you have for them today. God, I pray that they would find a deeper connection with you. They would come to know you more. And they would come to see themselves as you see them. Lord, I thank you for this space. Just pray protection around each one. We thank you for your goodness today, Lord. Will you lead us into your presence, into your truth, into the fullness of what you have for us. Today we're going to take some time to meditate on a verse from Psalm 3, verse 3. And as I read it the first time, I just invite you to listen. 
pay attention to any words or phrases that maybe are highlighted to you. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. As I read that same verse a second time, I just want you to sit with it and reflect and see what begins to come up for you. Maybe you begin to dialogue with the Holy Spirit. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Spirit to show you how is it that you can apply this to your life? What truth is he revealing to you? But you, O oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. but from a different version. So this is coming from the Passion Translation. So again, listening, see what's highlighted as you hear different words. See what the Holy Spirit is drawing your attention to. 
but in the depths of my heart, I truly know that you have become my shield. You take me and surround me with yourself. Your glory covers me continually. You alone restore my courage. For you lift high my head when I bow low in shame. And again, I invite you to go deeper as I read this over you one more time. But in the depths of my heart, I truly know that you have become my shield. You take me and surround me with yourself. Your glory covers me continually. You alone restore my courage, for you lift high my head when I bow low in shame. David wrote these words when he was fleeing from his son, Absalom, who was coming to take over the kingdom. It says in 2 Samuel 15.30 that David fled from the capital city, weeping as he climbed the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem. What must it have been like for David in that moment? This wasn't the first time he had to flee the kingdom. First Saul pursued him, and he had to flee and hide in the caves. And now his own son was coming. Imagine the betrayal, the loss, the hurt, the pain. All of the things that must have been going through David's mind in that moment. The pressure surrounding him, enclosing around him. And in that space, he says, but you. But you, O Lord, are my shield. Are there pressures closing in on you? Are there circumstances coming against you that are hurtful, that that are betrayal.
And in that space, are you able to come into that that space like David and say, but you, God, what's going on around you, the circumstances happening, they're real. Just like with David, the armies were going to surround him, were enclosing upon him. That was real, real pressure of life. And yet he makes a choice to say, but you. And he begins to declare who God is. You are a shield about me. In David's journey, he came to know the Lord as protector. Maybe he was able to remember back to when Saul was pursuing him, how the Lord protected him. Do you have a history with the Lord? Can you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you a time when the Lord's protection has been upon your life? I love that the Passion Translation says, you take me and surround me with yourself. Many translations say you are a shield about me. The ancient Hebrew can be translated, you, O Lord, are my taker. The implication is that God shields us by taking us into himself. Jesus Christ is the taker of humanity the one who is made flesh. He not only took our nature, but he also took our sins that he might take us into glory. David goes on to say that, God, you're my glory. And that word in Hebrew is kavod, and it means honor, glorious abundance, abundance, riches, honor, splendor. It means dignity, reputation, reverence. David says that you are the one who lifts my head. Where's your gaze set today? Are you looking at the pressure that's coming against you, the enemy surrounding you, the things that are overtaking you? Are you able to allow the Lord to tip your chin, to lift your head, to catch his gaze and to come to know who he says you are. A downcast head can often be a symbol of shame when we don't want to look in someone's eyes, when we look away, when we look down. 
looking to ourselves, trying to solve the problem ourselves, or carrying shame? Is there an area in your life today where the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you where your head is down? Maybe you're avoiding something. Maybe you're carrying shame. Will you allow him to reveal to you that area? Where is it that Jesus is reaching out towards you and wants to gently tip your chin so that you can look up and catch his gaze? Look up to see the truth that he wants to show you today. him as it says in the passion translation you alone restore my courage for you lift high my head when I bow low in shame this reminds me of the story of the woman who comes and anoints Jesus' feet with her tears, washes them and anoints them with perfume. And I want to take you into that story. And I want you to imagine yourself as this woman. Putting yourself into this story and seeing what the Holy Spirit will reveal to you through it. So imagine Jesus, he's dining with the Pharisees, and they're reclining at the table and they're talking, and there you are, a woman outside of the house, and you see Jesus is in that space, and something in your heart begins to come alive. You're drawn to him. And yet you look down at yourself and you know you're a sinner. You know you're an outcast in your own village, that you've done things that you're not proud of. But life has led you down this road. And so you run and you decide, courage rises up and you go and you find some perfume. And on the way back to the house, how many times are you thinking, I'm too dirty, I'm not worthy. 
and you keep looking down at yourself thinking I'm too sinful but yet there's a draw to this man there's something about this man and so you look into this home and there's Pharisees everywhere and they've condemned you for they know what kind of woman you are And yet the pull is so strong. You felt something from this man, some sort of acceptance. And you just want to honor him. And so you come into this home where you know you're not welcome, but you don't care anymore. You come to the feet of your Savior. And you're overwhelmed by the love he has for you, and you begin to weep. Tears flowing down your cheeks and dripping onto his feet. So many tears that you just begin to wash his feet and honor him. And the only towel you have is the hair on your head. And so you begin to just wash his feet with your tears and with your hair. And you know everyone's watching and you know, yet you're so touched by love by the acceptance of this man. And you begin to anoint his feet with the perfume. You just want to honor this one, your king. And in that moment, you can hear the voices, the voices of the Pharisees around you. Does he not know who this woman is? Does he not know what she's done? Doesn't he know if he touches her like that, he's now unclean? That was part of the law. If this woman touched you, you remained unclean for the rest of the day. And in that moment, as you're crumpled at his feet, not looking around, you don't even dare to look to the right or to the left, just at his feet. And then you hear his voice, Jesus, speaking to Simon. And he says, if a moneylender has two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and another 50, when they were both unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. So which one of them will love him more? And you hear another man, it must be Simon, speaking up. And he says, I suppose the one who he forgave more. And then Jesus again says, you have judged correctly. And then he turns towards you, the woman at his feet. He says, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, 
for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. And then he looks down to you, reaches for your chin, begins to tip your head, begins to lift your head to catch his gaze. And he tells you your sins have been forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In that moment, Jesus became her glory. Whatever her reputation was before that, she now had the glory of the Lord upon her. She now was honored. She had dignity. She had his reputation. And in that moment, she knew him as protector. He truly became a shield around her. Her glory and the one who lifts her head. Are there areas in your life where you need your Savior to reach down and to lift, lift your head, to see what he sees in you? I want to bless you this week with the courage the courage to come to the feet of your Savior, the courage to allow him to draw you in, and the courage to allow him to lift your head, allow him to melt off the shame, to draw you into the truth of who he's created you to be. When you see who Jesus is, it begins to change the way you see yourself. Where do you need your Savior today? I want to bless you with the words of this scripture that you will truly come to know in the depths of your heart that the Lord has become your shield. Will you let him protect you? Will you come to his feet? Will you catch his gaze? Will you let him in? bless you to be surrounded by God himself, to be taken in, to be embraced, to be surrounded, to know that his glory covers you continually. He is the one who restores your courage. Where do you need courage today? I bless you 
to have an impartation of the courage of the Lord, allowing it to rise up within you. To know that he is the one that lifts your head high when you are bowed low in shame. Jesus paid the price for you to be free from shame. He displayed it over and over again. Look at all the stories of the journey of Jesus. How many times did he lift people's head? The outcasts. I bless you this week. to come into an intimate space with the Lord, to hear his voice and to know his heart towards you.